The Houston Astros sit atop the AL West and they go into Seattle facing off against the Mariners who sit at the bottom of the AL West. Amidst all this is a battle of the for the rookie of the year between Jeremy Pena and Julio Rodriguez. They're going to square off against each other. I know Julio Rodriguez got off to a bad start, but he's looking good so far. Each club's aces are going to go against each other. You got Justin Verlander. Uh, Logan uh, Gilbert, and you'll be looking to add to their win totals on consecutive nights. And the AL West seems to be Astros, but the Mariners have other thoughts on that. And we'll talk about that on more on this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can we find you at? They can find me at HTM Wheelhouse on Twitter and Instagram and Astros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, even when the boys are off, always Stros. All righty, and it's nice to have off day. Um, well, not necessarily for us. We love watching baseball, but you know it's good for the team after – playing what 33 games and 34 days uh, it's good to see that uh, they have an actual off day and it's good for them to reflect but um i hope this doesn't uh, like mix up their mojo or anything because they're playing some pretty darn good baseball and so hopefully uh, this keeps their winning uh, ways going. But uh, thank you guys for making the Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, make sure that you keep on subscribing to us. Make sure that you go ahead and click that red button and go ahead and like us while you're there. And go ahead and listen to us on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check out the Locked on Astros podcast. So let's go ahead and... Uh, discuss this series because this is going to be a uh, it's always fun to play the Mariners especially well I guess these are old days it's not the old days when you have uh, Lance Berkman who used to play really good against the Mariners and I, I think he also played good against the Reds but this is a team that the Astros have played really well over the years and this is a team that played the Astros well last year they I think the Mariners were a good team last year because they won a lot of one-run games, and they had a good bullpen uh, this year. I mean, last year. But I, I want to give you some stats before we get started, Brett. Um, yeah. Looking at the bullpen, the Astros' bullpen is uh, – this is uh, from the relievers. The Astros uh, have the best bullpen. I didn't know if you knew this. And the AL with a 2.62 ERA. This is just okay. pure bullpen. And the Mariners are uh, – second to last with a 4.34 ERA. If you're looking at saves, the Astros have 11 saves. The Mariners have seven saves. And if you're looking at whip, the Astros have a, uh, they're fourth with a 112 whip and the Mariners are 12th with a 1.27 whip. So this isn't the uh, Kendall Graveman Mariners anymore. This is a different Mariners team. They do have a good starting rotation, but uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, the Mariners came into the season with a lot of high hopes. Remember, we talked about them being a problem. They've got Logan Gilbert. They've got Robbie Ray. Those are supposed to be their two mainline pitchers. 
And it looks like Robbie Ray's given up almost two home runs per nine innings. That's not a very good clip there. He he just he hasn't he hasn't performed. I mean, Logan Gilbert's got a higher war at point nine than Robbie Ray does at point six. So the while they have a good starting five, the pitching clearly hasn't gotten it gotten it done overall. Marco Gonzalez, Flexen, Gilbert, Kirby, Brash, who is all over the place, Sheffield, Stout, and Malone. Those guys are all considered starting pitchers. Malone's only seen 1% of the starts. But Ray, Gonzalez, Flexen, Gilbert, and Kirby are their main guys. Brash has been that guy that you've talked about before, a rookie with flashy stuff. He's got He's high velocity, but he tends to walk batters a lot. And so – what has happened to the Mariners is the exact opposite of what I thought would happen where I thought it was going to be the Astros and the Mariners duking it out. I thought the Angels might threaten a little bit. I had no idea that the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim would be as good as they are as long as they've been simply because they haven't ever done that. And like you said, coming off the good season, they're, they got they got more players they actually beefed up. People actually made the comment, the Mariners improved, the Angels improved, the the Rangers improved, the Astros stayed the same. But yet the Astros are somehow up top. And what did I say? Come mid-May, the Astros are going to be on top of AL West. What are they? On top of the AL West. I don't believe that they will relinquish that lead anytime soon, if at all, the rest of the season. The Angels make that a little bit harder thing to accomplish because they're very good this year. But the Mariners, they're in last place, Eric. They're in last. They're under the Oakland Athletics right now. And that is really kind of mind-boggling. I guarantee you there's a lot of people in Seattle that are not happy about it. I wonder if uh, Joel Zamaya ever played for the Mariners, if he would be going off on the Mariners. Uh, this, I'm sorry, but as a Detroit Tiger, uh, for, once a Tiger, always a Tiger, this organization should be doing better, yada, yada, yada. But uh, that was a great comment. If you if you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out the, the – the, the, I think it was a Facebook or Twitter rant. Yes, well, okay, so Barstool, Barstool ran – a basically posted a Facebook post by Zamaya, a former Tigers pitcher, basically excoriating the entire organization for giving Alex Avila basically an undisclosed extension. Like nobody knows how long it's for. It could be a a um, a Bobby Benilla or Singleton type <laughs> contract where he's paid until the end of time. And that's really sad, Eric, because with A.J. Hinch at the helm, and we talked to Chris Castellani last time we played the Tigers, this is a team that he says, you know, they've got some good players. They've got Casey Mice. Right. They've got Torkelson. They've got Badu, who has become a complete, like, he has disappeared. He has been a vapor of what he was last season. So with that being said, Eric, at the end of the day, You've got to be, as a Mariners fan, you've got to be upset with the way this club is not performing. I was honestly shocked when I saw that they were under the Oakland Athletics and in last place. I didn't think they were that far down. And wow, I just couldn't believe it. You know what? I think it's a perfect time to go ahead and uh, get to our three keys for the Astros winning the series. And um, I know we can kind of just look past the Mariners and say, yeah, this is easy sweep. But let's go ahead and, and look at it. Uh, what are your three keys? All right. So so here are my three keys to a series victory. Not necessarily a sweep, but a victory. The Astros must score early and give their pitchers room to breathe. 
We know that the Astros have not really done a great job giving their pitchers run support. We saw it in person where you had Christian Javier looking like he was going to pitch a no-hitter, nine strikeouts, and actually through nine strikeouts, two games in a row with a with one walk or less, the first time to do it since um, uh, Garrett Cole. Since Garrett Cole did it in 2019, I totally went blank. I almost said Gilbert. I almost said Logan Gilbert. Um, so the Astros get this right now. They rank 20th in first innings run scored. They they score a run in 26.7 percent of the time when they score in the first inning. It's only 26 percent of the runs. Now let me tell you why that's important. Because in 2021, they scored runs in the first inning at a 33.71 percent clip. So they're down almost 10 runs per game in the first inning or in, I'm sorry, 10 percentage points down from last year. So they must score early. Number two, the bullpen needs to hold up when it's handed a lead. They can't give up the lead. They've got to continue to be the top bullpen. And number three, the Astros must hit 350 or better with runners in scoring position. Now, this is the Mariners, and I know that's kind of a lofty goal. But maybe I knock that down a bit to at least 300. They need to hit with runners in scoring position because if they don't, we've gone to Seattle and we've seen how the Mariners can come back and win and do some damage against us. So Astros hit well in at, at, at T-Mobile Park. Those are my three keys. Score early. Give the pitchers room to breathe. The bullpen holds up their end of the bargain when handed the lead, and the Astros hit. I'm going to say 300 or better with runners in scoring position. All right. So um, my three keys are a little bit simpler than yours. Um, the starters need continued the success. The Astros had a 2.56 ERA during their stretch of 33 games and 34 days. So the pitchers, the starter, the relievers, they got to continue the success. Keep on doing what you're doing. That's what the, the key is. And uh, you can't always count on this lineup. The lineup will give you some one day, give you a lot one day, but you can't always count on that. Uh, Yuli Gurriel, he's struggling all year, but we saw a little glimpse of him maybe potentially breaking out on Wednesday. He had two hits. Yuli Gurriel has got to do something, but it's going to be a tough matchup versus Flexen, somebody who he struggled with um, in his career. He is... Um, batting 154 and 13 at bats. So this will be a struggle, but uh, if Yuli Gurriel can somehow use the momentum gift from a Wednesday same game to get going, then that'll be great. But also I think that uh, just continuing uh, the great play from Jeremy Pena. Now uh, we're going to talk a little bit later about him being uh, rested and there uh, we're going to talk about why it's important to rest him, but just, him continuing to carry the offense, carrying everything that's uh, the defense, everything. This guy is leading kind of what's uh, the everything that's important for the Houston Astros. That is Jeremy Pena. And you can, it's like he's building on the success for the future, for the present. It's, uh, it makes me want to get him a box of Bilt Bar. Yeah, so Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar in the land. And if you go to built.com, you can see all the amazing flavors that they have for you right there at your fingertips. They have these built puffs. They have these brownie batter puffs that are just simply amazing. It's basically like, like butter, but without all the calories. They 
they have about 150 calories. They have six grams of sugar. They have four net carbs and 17 grams of protein. This is the only marshmallow puff that is infused with protein and a collagen protein. So your body absorbs it correctly. And at the same time, it's wrapped in 100% chocolate. So go to built.com for all your protein bar needs, or I should say your candy bar needs, because these truly are delicious candy bars and protein bars. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK. That's 50% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 and go to built.com. Built Bar, the best bar in the biz. All right, guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Why don't you go check out the Locked On Now podcast? They do a great job of putting all the nows from across the network, and you get to hear what's going around this great sport of baseball. It's 15 minutes of uh, great action, great reaction. Just go check out the Locked On Now podcast and make them your second listen after you check us out on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead. And now now we kind of talked about our three keys to victory. And I I really think that Jeremy Pena is becoming one of the Astros MVPs on this team. And he is actually becoming making a name across baseball. A lot of people are saying, who who is this Jeremy Pena guy? Is this uh, I thought Carlos Correa played for the Astros, but Mm -hmm. now Pena uh, do the Astros just um, raise shortstops now. And so this is, uh, something like uh, a lot of people were saying, Oh, uh, rookie year, it's going to be Torkison. It's going to be, uh, Rodriguez. It's going to be Bobby Witt jr. It's going to be one of those guys. But now Pena is just coming out of nowhere and saying, no, it's going to be me. It's my time to steal Carlos Correa's uh, line. And he's, uh, the MLB did actual uh, voting. It's like a way too early um, mock voting of the rookie year race. Yeah. And the top five, Jeremy Pena, not only made the top five, but he was number one in the top five. You want to go and uh, read those re- results? Yeah, he was basically, he received 25 votes for first place, where Julio Rodriguez received 10. Here's the deal. This 24-year-old has displayed these dynamic tools, Eric. He's hitting 293, seven home runs, an 851 OPS, ranking among the leaders in sprint speed and outs above average. Then Julio Rodriguez, no slouch out in the outfield, no slouch on the base pass. This kid is recording a 3.67 OPS with no homers and 22 strikeouts in his first 48 appearances. But he has put up a Five and five slash line with five homers, 126 plate appearances. So, like Eric said, he started slow, but he's heated up. One of the fastest players in baseball. He's also made a huge impact on the bases, and he leads the major leagues with 12 steals. So, this Pena versus 13. Rodriguez. Oh, he's got 13 now? Yes. Okay. Well, this, okay. It was written a day or two ago. So, it's, it's That's probably fine. changed. But Julio Rodriguez has really come on the scene as the guy that they said he was going to be. Torkelson is, I think, going to fade into the stage, stage left, or he's he's going to – the lights are going to go out on him as rookie of the year. I don't think he's going to be in the oh, conversation. Okay. I think Bobby Witt Jr. is going to get his comeuppance at some point, and he's going to put himself back at the top. 
And sometimes this is a popularity contest, but you hope the best player truly wins. And if they were to vote right now for the best player, those 25 votes are correct. Those 10 first place votes for Rodriguez, I believe are wrong. Not because Rodriguez isn't a great player, but I believe that Pena overall has done more longer and more consistently than Rodriguez. And he's clearly got a higher war. He's got the highest war of any shortstop in the league, Eric. So he's not just leading rookies. He's leading shortstops. He's leading veterans. And we'll get to Dubon later. Someone's asking about Dubon. We'll talk about him maybe in the last segment. But that is huge. Jeremy Pena is the top leaderboard for an early American League rookie year. And I love it. And you know what? He probably talks about it less than we just talked about it in the last minutes. Yeah, and I'm not sure uh, if this is entirely true, but I would not be surprised if they actually know each other. But um, <laughs> Austin, Austin uh, Pena said that a fun fact that Rodriguez took Pena to get a haircut today. So, yeah, uh, so well, I can confirm this is a legit source. Um, Austin Pena actually, um, I believe, I don't know if he's related, but he is friend to Pena. He's actually reached out to me. Um, on Instagram before. So that is a legit thing he's saying. Mr. Pena, thank you. Yeah, I believe he watches from either, he watches from one of the islands. I don't want to say Puerto Rico or the Dominican and get it wrong, but I know he watches us from a distance and he said he loves a podcast. We've actually interacted through Instagram, through messaging. So yeah, Mr. Pena, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for sharing that with us. Hey, you heard it here first. Rodriguez takes Pena to get a haircut. <laughs> Only on Lock <laughs> right. on Astros. So we'll see what it looks like tomorrow. But if you're looking at uh, the stats, at the updated stats, um, like uh, Pena is batting 293, Rodriguez 267, OPS, Pena 851, Rodriguez uh, 726, home runs, Pena 7. You have Rodriguez with 5, then uh, RBI is 22 versus 20. The one thing that Rodriguez is topping him on is the stolen bases. But um, I don't think Pena is known for his speed, but he does have speed. Don't get me wrong. He can't, uh, he probably can steal probably about 15 bases in a year. He can definitely run around the bases, but I don't see him, especially batting as low as he does in the lineup. I don't see him stealing as many bases as Julio Rodriguez will. But uh, I think that looking at uh, how the Astros manage his playing time. And I know this is something that you were, you you had some uh, confusion about earlier. He said, well, he's 20 years old. Why are you going to go ahead and do well, this? I didn't have, I didn't have confusion about it. I was genuinely questioning it because he's such a young player, right. but like I mentioned, because he's never played 162 game season, it makes perfect sense. Now that it was, I guess, explained to me, um, you know, sometimes I need I need the simplest things explained to me because, you know, like I said on the show last night, I'm always a student when it comes to baseball. There, I, I, I learn something new every single day. Yeah. So last year he only played 37 games. He's already played 38 games this year. Uh, he's never played more than 109 games in any professional season. So um, basically. Uh, he's, he played 16, uh, I think he played like nine straight games or something like that. And he hits, uh, safely in 16 out of his past 17 games. So D Dusty Baker just decided to give him that Wednesday off. And, uh, this is what Baker had to say. He's never played that much. He's, uh, he's going to 
he's going someplace he's never been before. It, it's up to me and it's up to us to navigate his way through this. When you're young and exuberant and you get a chance to play, you're going to do good. You're not looking at the future. You're just looking at today. I've been there too. So basically, um, Pena is not going to say, hey, I need to rest. I want to sit. So Baker's just going to kind of make a uh, decision for him. And I think that's uh, kind of why the Astros wanted to go with the uh, six-man rotation kind of to help Justin Verlander because Justin Verlander's not going to say, hey, I, I want the extra day rest. But unfortunately, with Jacob Rizzi's injury, that kind of nicks that plan as well, too. But uh, definitely we uh, need to talk about what's going on with the uh, – we need to make some series predictions, and we need to – look at uh, who's starting in the different games and we'll talk about that in a second but i bet that justin verlander is going to do really good in uh, friday's game well our partners at bet online would probably agree with you and they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info i'm telling you even as an inexperienced um sport wagering person myself BetOnline.net is the place where I go just because it gives me all the information I need. I mean, it's got the latest odds. It's got the news. It's got sports developments. Those are key things you need to make in your decision. Basketball playoffs, major league baseball scores, fights, and even next season the NFL futures. I mean, is Davis Mills the quarterback of the future for the Texans. Will the Texans win the AFC South? They keep talking about that. Will the Rockets take the next step with this draft pick? And compete for a plot. Who knows? But but at Bet Online, go to them. They continue to be the source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Alrighty, so I know that the Astros are betting on Jeremy Pena having a great year, and uh, a lot of people I know, including you, bet on uh, Jeremy Pena to win the Rookie of the Year. So far, you're it's looking like a pretty good bet there. So, so I did, and I put a little buffer in there. I also I also put a little bit on Julio Rodriguez. So here's the deal. Hey, but a majority of my bet, a majority of my bet went to him. And if he wins, uh, let, let me just say, I will not be sad. Um, I'm definitely I'm de- see this. Um, Mr. Rashad said right here, the Reds versus Cubs, or rather, should we say the Bengals defeated the Bears 20 to 5? Holy crap. Oh, Baseball wait, is the crazy. Reds won? The Reds won. That's what he says. 20 to 5. Yeah, the Reds, the Who lowly Who would have bet Reds. on that? I don't know, but if you would have bet that, I guarantee you would have bet. Come home with some cheddar. Yeah, um, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So um Albert said that Jeremy Pena posted this on his Instagram page. Yes, but I know I was just saying that um Mr. Pena, I, I do know he is he is friends with uh Jeremy, like I said. So okay. I knew that something like that was actually legit. But yeah, they, they post stuff like that all the time on Instagram. If you don't follow the players on Instagram, that's where you need to follow, not on Twitter, because on Instagram, they have all the personal stuff. And sometimes they interact with fans. I've had uh, um, my uh, when I got um, what's his name, uh, Pedro Leon's autograph at the Space Cowboys game. I, I posted a picture of his autograph, tagged him, and then he put that in his story. So, I mean, if you interact with the players and you get pictures with them and post it, they'll post your stuff. I mean, they love that. So. Um, I'd recommend anyone to go follow your favorite player on Instagram. All right. Guess who's back? Back again. Kyle Lewis is back. Oh, back he is again. back. Yep. 
Wow. Uh, so um, he's uh, had some pretty good success against uh, Justin Verlander, who's going to be on the mound for Houston, the Houston Astros. He is 6-1 and one with a 1.22 ERA in the season with 49 strikeouts. He's going to be facing Chris, Chris Flexen, with a, who is 1-6 with a 4.98 ERA with 31 strikeouts. He is not flexing this year. Uh, he is actually um, dro drooping this year. You, you can say. Stop, stop. You you try to you you overuse the flexing thing. You're like know. I'm flexing on flex. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, get rid of this person. <laughs> oh, again. Yep. They're All right. Yeah, I, I did. All right. So uh, if you look at uh, so Kyle Lewis actually has a home run against uh, Justin Verlander. That's why I brought up Kyle Lewis. And then you have um, Dylan Moore, who has uh, in seven bats batting 286. And then Ty France um, is batting 333 against Verlander. But the rest of them are batting 200 against him. If you're looking at uh, Flexen, it's the normal suspects. Uh, Alvarez normally does good against him. Uh, two home runs and seven bats, 429. Then you have uh, Jason Castro uh, with one hit and three at bats. And then uh, Jeremy Pena is bat is uh, has two hits and three at bats. And then Kyle Tucker is batting 364 and 11 at bats. So. Uh, this could be a big offensive game or whatever. Uh, it could whatever, be. We don't know what happens. Remember that time that Julian Morales ate um, crickets or was it grasshoppers? And yeah, some like chocolate covered grasshoppers yeah. or fried grasshoppers or something, and it ended up being some some good luck thing. I don't know. Yeah. So basically, like I said on the show last night, um, Flexen's one and six. I, I'm not. I'm not worried about this guy. Uh, he's got a four point nine eight ERA. Um, even if hitters haven't had success against him in the past, I just, I think this is the kind of guy where he's in a situation where, you know, he may be pressing a little bit where Justin Verlander is pretty much coasting and doing a great job seeming to command every at bat, even when he gets, even if he gives up a hit or a home run or something like that, he stays calm. He stays with it and he's pitching more pitches than he's ever pitched before. So this six man rotation is a big key for him. But we're not currently using a six-man rotation, remember? But, yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, okay. So yeah, that six-man rotation use has what is what is what, what helped him yeah. to get to where he is right now. I guess right. it's a point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Um. I hate the fact that even on a Saturday they have a nine ten start, but whatever. That's the yeah. Yeah. That is so late. Okay. So nine ten. Okay. So that's seven ten. Can they? Can they? No. Play no. no. A game it's, it's actually ten ten. Uh, their time. So is that nine ten our time? No, Eric. It is it is earlier. Oh. It is east. It is west okay, coast. That's... It is earlier than us. They okay. are two hours before us. So when it's nine ten here, it's seven ten there. Oh. Okay, whatever. But... <laughs> yeah, no, not whatever. That's what it is. It's seven ten on the west coast when it's. So right now it's eight fifty eight. It's six fifty eight right now on the west coast. Okay. So yeah. It's... Anyway, Jose or Kitty's gonna be on mound. He's four and one with a four point twenty four ERA versus Logan Gilbert. He's by far their best pitcher. I know yeah. uh, there's a new kid on the block that we'll talk about in a second. We're not going to face him, but he's somebody that's opening a little bit eyes. He struggled the last two um, efforts, but overall he's looking pretty good. But Logan Gilbert, he's a, a kid that came up last year. He's four and two with the 2.60 ERA with 55 strikeouts. And if you look at who's had success, um, Jose Altuve has a home run is batting 556. 
You have Michael Brantley in eight at bats batting 500. Then Alex Bregman batting 600. So you have a lot of big numbers against uh, Gilberts for such a good pitcher. Yeah, exactly. And you just have to go into this game and you just got to barrel the ball up. Like I said in my keys to victory, that I believe they need to score early because anytime you let someone like a Logan Gilbert settle in, he's going to throw quality pitches. He's going to command the zone and he's going to keep you off balance. And to keep him off balance, you probably see Altuve in the leadoff spot, bum rushing the first couple pitches and trying to get out to an early lead. I would I would really like to see Jordan Alvarez go yard. I know these guys like to hit. You know, here's the thing. Yuli seems to hit really well in this ballpark as well. So hopefully Yuli can get off this below 200 against these pitchers that he's facing. Um, heck, Martin Maldonado's hitting 167 against this guy. I'll take that over 86 any day. Um, that's actually at least two or three more hits, right? And, yeah. you know, Kyle Tucker – he he hit that home run. You, do you realize that was his first home run at home of the season? Yeah, that was the first one he's hit all year. Like I didn't realize that. I was like, wait, there's no way that's his first home run at Minute Maid Park. So, so and by maybe, the way, I maybe was the correct. tides are changing. What that was a, a nine ten start our time. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, you were. Oh, I thought you meant it was starting no. nine ten there. No, I meant our time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So nine ten here, which means seven ten there. Okay. Well, you and I were making two different points, and right. we were both correct. <laughs> How's that? Anyway, only it, unlocked on Astros can you get both hosts to a, to disagree, but both be right. Yeah. So um, Luis Garcia and Marco Gonzalez will be the game three starters. Both of them are have pretty similar stats. Uh, Luis Garcia is three and three with three point thirty eight ERA. 45 strikeouts. Marco Gonzalez is a lefty. The Astros have struggled a little bit with lefties, but they've had some success in their career versus Marco Gonzalez. Some struggles. Um, he's three and four with a 3.74 ERA, 27 strikeouts. And if you look at um, Alvarez has is batting 417 with one home run and 12 at bats. Michael Brantley is batting 444 against him. Bregman's batting 313. And then you have Tucker batting 400. And Altuve batting 333. Oh, Billy Guriel batting 292. <laughs> dude, so. we love, dude. Did you, did you mention Martin Maldonado? Uh, he's batting 269. Yeah. Hey, Martin D- DH, Martin Maldonado. <laughs> Come on, DH. Dude, Martin Maldonado can hit some absolute tanks. Yeah, I've seen him hit a couple tanks there at, at T Mobile Park. I'm, t- I'm telling you, man. I think he takes Marco Gonzalez deep when he plays against him. And uh, I think actually that Jeremy, I mean, Jeremy Pena actually has a home run against him this year too. He does. So. He does. Yeah. So um, if you're looking at the last seven games, Marco Gonzalez is two and three with the 3.93 ERA. So I think that um, let's go ahead and get to our predictions. So okay. What do you, you kind of see uh, transpiring in these uh, next three games? I see a three games a three game sweep of the Seattle Mariners. I see the Houston Astros taking care of business. This is the last place Mariners. I don't care if JP Crawford's back. They're terrible. They're worse than the Oakland A's. The Oakland A's are bad. This is bad baseball being played in Seattle. There's no reason the Astros limp out of here two and three or one and two. They sweep the series three to zero. I'm calling it right now. Well, we thought the Red Sox were a terrible team, and then we played them all of a sudden. We woke up the Giants. I picked the Red Sox to win two of those three games. 
Yeah. Okay. I I I I picked them to beat us. I'm not picking the Mariners to beat us. The Mariners and the Red Sox are two different teams. The Red Sox actually have a better lineup, top to bottom. Yeah, Trevor Story has actually started hitting, and that's the big difference. And uh, that's key to lineup. I think that he was struggling. He's trying to struggle to fit in, learning how to play second base, and now that he's actually comfortable he's hitting home runs left and right he's on one of my fantasy teams and he's like carrying my team a little bit uh, now but uh yeah the the mariners are definitely not the red sox they're 18 and 27 uh, 11 games behind the astros they have a negative 29 run differential remember mm-hmm. when the astros had a negative tw- it was 21 or i, I forgot how deep it they went, were but- they were definitely under they were definitely not over they're at now at a plus 47 run differential. The Angels still have a plus 48 run differential, but they're still two games behind the Astros. And I think uh, George Springer just hit a home run off Otani, if I saw that correctly. So, Oh, really? Wow. There you go. So, you know, um, so, you know, Jose Altuve leads with leadoff home runs this year. And right behind him is George Springer with four, I believe. I believe, um, I believe um, Altuve has five. And I believe Springer has four. It unless Springer's home run today was a leadoff. It was a leadoff. It was a leadoff home run. Oh, mm-hmm. then he tied Jose Altuve. So yeah, he's tied a- his old teammate for the lead. Oh, so, so hey, just just real quick, just a, just a random side note. Yesterday, when I was taking stuff off of my walls at school, I have these. I have all these Astros posters behind uh-huh. my desk, and I have a poster that I'm finally like, I've I've got to retire this poster. It has four Astros on it. Only one remains in Houston. It's Altuve, Keuchel, Springer, and Correa. And I was keeping it up there, hoping that it would it would keep Correa in Houston. He left. And I was like, you know what? I, I think it's time to retire that poster. It's old school. So, Yeah, so um, if you're looking at the last game uh, versus the uh, Cleveland um I know that Luis Garcia gave up uh, two earned runs. The game before that, he gave up three runs. He only lasted four innings. The game before that, he lasted five innings, gave up zero runs, had nine strikeouts. Uh, The last two games, he was responsible for losses. So I hope that um, Luis Garcia is able to break that streak. But um, I think the Astros do lose one of the games. And not that I think the Mariners are a good team, but I think that the Astros just sometimes find a way to uh, get in their own way. Either they make some errors or uh, the bullpen, even though it's a good bullpen, it's like one of the best bullpens in baseball. They have the good leverage people, but then they have some people outside of the leverage people that are just not as good. And well, I think, I think if they did lose a game, like you say, if they lose one of the games, I think it will be more because they don't hit. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think it will be, a pitching reason. I think it will be a hitting reason. Yeah. So uh, I hear, hear some banging. So that's why I was like, wait, okay. what's going on? Yeah. I so. didn't hear anything. Hey man, trash cans banging early. That's right, man. We got to, we got to <laughs> get it fired up, baby. This is H town. That's a curveball. That's <laughs> I heard two bangs. Yes. For real. So anyway, that's all we got for this edition of the lockdown Astros podcast. We got a weekend full of games and we're excited to watch them. And I'll be going down uh, to do some tubing on the river. So I'm excited about that. Oh, gosh. Uh, so. I'm joking. <laughs> anyway, yeah, blah, so. blah, blah. Oh, that's okay. Hey, man, um, I'll be I'll be hanging out with some family um, on the island this weekend. So that'll be fun. So you what do we all do? Boy. No, I am not one of those dudes. But <laughs> hey, I will say this. For those of y'all listening, 
if you're listening on Friday. We hope you have a safe and Memorial Day weekend. We hope that wherever you're getting to, you travel safe, that when you celebrate that you're safe. Please designate a driver. Please don't drink and drive. From us, Locked on Astros, we want you guys to come back. We want you to be your Sunday night. Sunday night, we're going to have win. Houston Astros, super fan, season ticket holder, ultimate Astros traveler, going to tell us some stories, and we're going to talk about what happened over the weekend. And then Eric will be back on Monday, and I'll also be recording opposite of that another minor league interview. Stay tuned because tonight at about 10 or 10.30, I'm going to premiere my interview with Joey Lupifito, round seven, 2021 draft pick out of Duke University. It's a great interview. So come back a little bit later. We'll have that and you can hang out with me. I'll be in the chat room. All righty. That's all we got for this edition of the Lockdown Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. His name is Brett Chancey. We are the Lockdown Astros podcast, your team every day. Ghost Ropes.